Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in 1 Corinthians at the very, very end. In chapter 16, in verse 21 and 22. Oh, actually, I'll go back a little bit because yesterday we mostly talked about Priscilla and Aquila. All the brothers and sisters send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. We were teenagers in the student ministry. My sister <laughs> read this verse and she was like, I want to go kiss all the boys at church. This is what the Bible says to do. <laughs> not, not a literal kiss. Could have been a hug. <clears throat> we don't apply this literally, by the way. At the Redemption Church, when you come visit, I'm not going to like lay one on you. <laughs> like, what, first, first Corinthians 16, 20. This is what it says to do. It's in the Bible, bro. Now smooch me. <laughs> All right. but we got verse 21. This greeting is in my own hand. Big signature letter, Paul. Here's why that's significant. It's to prove the authenticity of it. Like, you know, this is Paul. I don't think there's any doubt uh, that the Corinthian believers knew this was authentic. This was definitely Paul. But the common practice for a lot of these things was to speak through an amanuensis. An amanuensis is another word for like a scribe where Paul is dictating the amanuensis, is writing down what he says. We know who that is, by the way. Do you remember that? That was, that was Sosthenes. Poor dude. Uh, he, he followed Crispus as the leader of the synagogue. And then he went through some seriously difficult stuff. It began, Paul calls an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God at Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called as saints. Now, Sosthenes was the second leader of the church, uh, of the synagogue, the Jewish uh, gathering in Corinth, where Paul first brought the gospel. Things seemed to go okay. At first, Christmas was saved, but then they turned on him. And then they tried to have Christianity outlawed. And then when it didn't work, the members of the synagogue turned on their new leader, Sosthenes, and beat him up. Well, guess what? Sosthenes is back. We saw that story in Acts 18. Now, Sosthenes is serving as, is helping Paul write this letter, possibly as his amanuensis. But at this penultimate verse in the text, all right, maybe not quite penultimate, Paul takes over the writing utensil and signs with his own hand. Hey, you're going to see him do this again later. He's going to say, like, look what large letters I write with my own hand. Paul liked to do this at the very end. While he's dictating the letter to his amanuensis or his scribe, he's speaking on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. What's preserved is perfect. But sometimes Paul would like to be like, give me the, give me the pen. Give me the pen. <laughs> Paul! <laughs> and he would sign his own name at the very end. That's what just happened here. Look at verse 22. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him. Our Lord, come. Two things just happened in this verse. One of them is that Paul just pronounced a curse on a bunch of people. <laughs> the kumbaya spirit is a little bit gone because <laughs> there's a few verses ago, it was do everything in love. Oh, that's nice. And now it's, if anyone doesn't love the Lord, a curse be on him. But look, man, that verse is just as inspired as the previous verse. Paul is calling out falsehood in the church. He's calling out false believers within the church. If you don't really love the Lord, Right? Let a curse be on you. It's already on you by default, by the way. See John chapter 3? That's the rightful consequences of the sin that we all have. If anyone has the Son, he has eternal life. If anyone does not have the Son, God's wrath remains on him, so he does not have eternal life. So what Paul is saying is already a matter-of-fact statement. If someone does not love the Lord, then that curse is already on it. So Paul's not 
taking over the pin and signing his own name, assuming himself some sort of like witch. What's the male word for a witch sorcerer? Uh, I don't know, warlock? <laughs> and then like shooting out curse darts over anybody who doesn't love Jesus. So don't think of it that way. It's rather, it's a statement of faith. If you don't love the Lord, there already is. There already is a curse upon you by default. Then look at what immediately follows. Our Lord come. Remember chapter 15 and the second coming implications of that passage, eschatological implications of that passage. And he's like praying for it. Lord come. You struggle with that. You got to check your heart. There was a time, especially when I was in like college, maybe it's because I was a virgin hoping to get married. I'd be like, I don't want to, I don't want the Lord to come back yet. <laughs> like, don't come back until I've gotten married, at least, please, Jesus. But like, if there's anything in you that's like, no, God, don't come back yet. It's like saying, no, let, have my will done and not yours, God. Because <laughs> he's, he's like saying, Lord, come. And, and it's not because he wants to like watch God curse all of the cursed sinners. Rather, because look at the very next verse, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. All of this is done in grace. He's not heavily leaning upon his curse thing. He's not pronouncing curses by his own authority. That We're already under a curse. We're already under the curse of sin that entered from, I mean, Genesis. This is not the introduction. No, no new content has been put into the closing paragraph, English teachers. So this, this would not fail your, <laughs> your essay writing critique. This is not new. We've known about this since Genesis. It's not a new curse. What he's what he's pronouncing is grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. And then look at his little addition on the end. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. I love the signature. Okay, if you're if you're super gruff and you're like, I don't like all this, I don't like all this mushiness. Mushy man love stuff. What is this Bible? Like <laughs> You're not gonna. You're not gonna like. Uh, you're not gonna like Second Corinthians very much. Like Paul, like loves it. And you're you're probably gonna plug your ears at the end of every Redemption Church service uh, because I t I tell my people I love them every week. You know I really do. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. He just got finished telling us to do everything in love. He just got finished telling us like what love is. Man, we're, this church, we are patient with each other, kind to each other. We don't hold a record of wrongs. Love each other, love each other, love each other, love each other. And then guess what? The very last verse of the whole book is, I love you too. I think that's beautiful. And he saves his own love for his church for the very end. My love be with all of you, Christ Jesus. At the end of redemption church services, I, I tell everybody, I love you. I'll love you forever. And it's true. And I don't know if that's enough for somebody to come to the church or, or to certainly not enough to repent from sin, what have you, but uh, I know that those statements will be true forever. Um, because when I finally do get hit by the proverbial bus that I've been talking about for years, <laughs> and you guys have to gather around, you have to have, to have like a funeral for me. Um, like, you'll know that I love you because I will have told you however many time, times God lets me. I think this is important. I think that the man who in this letter just gave us the 
definition, like the authoritative definition for how spiritual gifts are to be exercised in love in the context of God's church. He just finished the whole book by telling his church, I love you, my love be with you, with all of you in Christ Jesus. It means it's legit. <laughs> he had the authority, he had the right to tell us to love each other because he loved his church. And pastor, if your heart has grown cold, I understand why uh, if you've been betrayed by your own church, I know what that's like. You've, you've had sheep whom you've lovingly shepherded, protected from wolves, carried when they were sick and they've turned around and just bitten you and it's hard for you to love your church when your love runs out for the people of god watch out it may be time to take a take a step back because if you can't if you can't love your people you can't call them to love one another if you can't love your people you're not using your own gifts in love and you can't expect them to abide by the standard of first corinthians 13 use your spiritual gifts use them in love this is this is imperative this is imperative and it's true at the redemption church i love you redemption church i'll love you forever <laughs>